Hey, thank you for taking time out of your day to include us in your day. Welcome to The Quest. It's always great to be together, especially if you're checking us out. If you're checking us out, we always encourage our guests, scan the QR code that's right there. The QR code will, in fact, pop up a link, and the link will give you more information about who we are as a church and our vision, our passions, our, all those kinds of things, even your next steps when you're ready to take next steps. We also understand that a lot of people like to watch from the back row. In other words, they want as little human contact as possible. If that happens to be you, we understand. And when you're ready for human contact, please just let us know. Scan the QR code then, and then we'll be able to connect in a way that uh, you desire to connect with us. Also want to remind everybody, all of our talks are available in podcast form. All you have to do is search Fresno Quest Church. If that's a more convenient means for you to listen, we want to encourage you to do that. So before we get into the talk today, how about if we... Open up with a word of prayer and just invite God. I know that you probably invited him into your day, but I just want to ask you to invite him into your life and to speak to you through the talk and through our time together. Let's do that. Father, we come to you, and Father, you know the needs of our lives, and Father, you know how desperately we need to connect with you today so much. You know the longings of our heart. You know the longings of our soul. You know the frustrations, the anxieties. You know the the baggage and the weight, and you know the burdens that we carry in our lives. And Father, we just need you in such a big way right now. I ask that you would help us to uh, trust you today. And Father, that we would open our hearts to you, to your words, that you would speak life and comfort that we so desperately need. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, we are in a brand new series that we're entitled Greater Love. Before we get into that series, though, let me just give you a couple things. One, we're ending the fast this week. If you happen to be fasting with us for the 21 days and God has done something really great in your life, I encourage you to email me. Let me know what's going on. I would love to share that. Also, something that we've scheduled and has put on the calendar for a while, it's been our partnership class, and we scheduled that for February 12th. Well, I forgot that the Super Bowl is on that weekend because the Super Bowl is usually the first Sunday of February. So anyways, we're going to reschedule that for the 19th. And I hope that doesn't create any problems for you. Um, if you have any questions, hey, email the church. And uh, we would love to talk to you about that. And then one last announcement just to remind you, this coming Saturday is Snow Day. And it's always fun. And if you would like to go, it's just a great time to get to be together. We're going to have hot dogs and chili and some other stuff that's going to be there, and hot chocolate, coffee, and, and all that, I encourage you to come. It's just a great time to be together, and it's great to play in the snow. And if you don't want to play in the snow, you don't have to. You can just hang out. That We do that really well. So if you want more information about that, show up on Sunday. We have a brochure that you can take. It tells you where we're meeting and what time we're leaving and all that kind of stuff, what snow park we're going to and all, all that. So just encourage you to do that. All right, so we're in this new series that we're titled Greater Love. This is a time of year that people evaluate and express their love. And a lot of people do that with cards and candy. But love has to be greater than cards and candy, right? I mean, it should include or it can include cards and candy. I'm not opposed to that. But it has to be greater than just cards and candy. This is not a series about our spouse, though the principles can be applied. This is a series about how we as a church love. And the importance of love, not just in the church, but through the church. And because we are the church, we're doing more than evaluating the love of a group. We're really evaluating the love of our personal lives. So something that's important to remember, you can write this down, is this. Jesus says that those who belong to him will have greater love. Not just love, but more love, different love, greater love. 
Jesus said, love each other just as much as I have loved you. That is a great love. Your strong love for each other will prove to the world, it's going to display and demonstrate to the world that you are my disciples. Greater love has to be our expression to each other in the church always. Greater love sets us apart from everyone else. But greater love is not just our expression to each other in the church. When a teacher of the law asked Jesus, what is the most important action of our lives? Jesus said this. He said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. And the second command is this. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And it wasn't just love for God and love for our neighbor that he calls us to. Listen to what else Jesus says about this greater love in our lives. He says, love your enemies and be good to everyone who hates you. And what Jesus is saying is this, God in you provides greater love through you. God is your resource of greater love that identifies you as belonging to Christ. Not a love based on your feelings at the moment. It's a love that we are able to tap into all the time, anytime, and a love that the world does not have. So the greater love in us reflects God's love to us. And how did God demonstrate greater love to us? Well, a few ways that he showed this greater love to us personally is this. The first one is God was willing for his son to die for you. How much greater love could he have? God didn't have to send Jesus. He could have started all over again. He could have wiped us all out. He could have demanded more of us. He could have required us to earn our salvation or earn his love. But you know the scripture. It says this, that God loved the people of this world so much that he gave, willingly gave, his only son so that everyone who has faith in him will have eternal life and never really die. That is a greater love and God also demonstrated this greater love for us this way, that Jesus was willing to sacrifice his life for you. Jesus didn't have to go to the cross. He chose to go to the cross. The penalty of sin is death, yet he was sinless. And death is what every one of us deserve. When sin entered into the world through Adam, sin became a part of our human nature. In other words, we were naturally set against God. We didn't think we needed him. We didn't have time for him. We would rather design our own life than embrace the life that he has for us. Jesus broke that cycle of sin. In Galatians, it says it this way. It says, but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. No one but Jesus dies for someone who is guilty. But I'm so glad he did. That is an expression of greater love. God also demonstrated greater love this way. Jesus left the splendors of heaven and became a man to show you greater love. He didn't have to again. He chose to. He left heaven to help his creation. Jesus left the joy of heaven to experience and live in the pain of humanity. That is a greater love. Scripture says that Christ himself was like God in everything, but he did not think that being equal with God was something to be used for his own benefit. 
but he gave up his place with God and made himself nothing. He was born as a man and became like a servant. Think about it. The king gives up his palace and his position to be one of the peasants. See, greater love is so important because it reaches into our soul and changes us. It reaches way down deep and it shows us that we're valued by God and that God is not finished with us even though we have acted like we are finished with Him. In this series, what we want to do is we want to reconnect to why the quest exists. Why did we plant this church? Why did we start this church? There are plenty of other churches. We have to continually look at this and understand this or we're going to forget this. See, God loves the church and you and I are a part of the church. God works through the church to accomplish His plans and His purpose in the lives of people, not just within the body, but within the world. But remember again, the church is not a building. The church is made up of people within the building who assemble together and worship together who do life together as followers of Jesus. So when we talk about being the church, there's a question that we all need to ask ourselves. And, and that simple question is this, is the church God wants us to be reflected in the people that we aspire to be? Is the church that God desires us to be, you to be, reflected in the person that you aspire to be? This is why love is so important in our lives. We exist for God's vision and God's purpose. Our fulfillment and purpose in life are doing life with God. Our adventure in life is carrying out God's vision for our lives. I just want to remind us that we as a church can never become detached from the vision that God has given us or we begin to die as a church. We will begin to exist for selfish reasons. We will exist for ourselves and not for God and others. Just remember, when it comes to your life, you can write this down. You were created to inspire the lives of others. God created you for a significant life. You are created to have everlasting impact. To inspire and touch the lives of other people. Remember, Jesus called 12 guys to follow him, to begin something that would impact and inspire the whole world. And Jesus said this to the 12, but he also says it to you and I as well. And it's this. To those who follow him, he says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. He's not saying that you guys are the cream of the crop. You guys are the best of the best. He's not flattering them. Jesus is helping us understand our role in this world. And what Jesus is saying is this, that God's desire to impact this world, to inspire this world, includes you. God's desire to touch this world has always been about people, and it includes people. God wants you to be a part of what He's doing. God has a critical part for you to fill in His plans to impact this world. But to be a part of His plan, we need to understand this, that God's desire for this world reflects His heart for this world. God has always desired to reach this world, to reconnect with the people of this world, God's heart reflects his greater love for the people that he created. In 1 John, it says this, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sin. 
If we ever forget God's greater love for us, we'll never have an expression of greater love to others. See, the heart of God is not just about his love for us, but how he expressed his love for us. It's more than words. It's the action of his heart. The action of his life is that he paid the penalty for our guilt, our shame, our sin. When we know the heart of God, we want to do what pleases him, what's best for him, what he wants us to do. And again, God loved us so much that he sent his son to be sacrificed for your sin so that he could do life with you. Man, that is a greater love. How do you respond to a gift like that? Do we just say, thank you? It's got to be more than thank you. I think it's this way you can write it down. Our gratitude to God compels us to participate with God. The gratitude that we have in our hearts for what God has done for us, for this greater love that we've experienced from Him, compels us to participate with Him, to be a part of what He's doing. Second Corinthians says this, that all this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. The task that God is giving us is not something that we have to do. It's something that is an honor to do. It's something that we want to do. Listen, if God's plan for this world includes you, then something we need to understand is this. God's plan to use you will reflect God's love in you. If we go back to that scripture in 2 Corinthians, that says this, it says, For God was in Christ reconciling them the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. He gave us this wonderful message, this ministry, if you will, of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead to others, come back to God. So how do we show a greater love to those who are not reconciled to God, to those who are lost. If this is God's plan for us as individuals, if this is God's plan for us as the church, then we got to understand what this means for us. I think one of the ways is we show greater love for the lost when we give them a greater place in our heart. What kind of a place do those who have rejected God or dismissed God, or maybe they've left God, or maybe they're just disconnected in some way from God. What kind of place do they have in your life? Are they a priority in your life? How do they fit into your purpose in life? Remember, our mission is to carry out and continue Jesus's mission. And the scripture tells us what that was when it says this, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. I'm so glad he did because at one time I was one of them. At one time, you were one of them. I mean, just from an application standpoint, I think that one of the ways that we give the lost a greater place in our heart is we stop judging them. We have to consider the fact that we were once in their shoes. We have to take into account that at one point, we didn't understand like they currently don't understand. We were lost in our selfishness. We didn't have time for God or for the things of God. We probably thought it was stupid. We didn't want to talk about it. So here's some action steps that you can take so that we're able to give the lost a greater place in our heart. And the first one is this. We need to hang out with them. This may be something that you have to really be intentional about. Making time to invest in relationships with people that are different than you. People that have different values than you. 
The Pharisees are people, they complained about Jesus when they said this. The Pharisees said, and the teachers of the law began to complain. Look, this man welcomes sinners and even eats with them. In other words, they were saying, Jesus hung out with the lost, with people that were away from God, with people that were disconnected from God. They were his priority. Another action step is this. We need to listen to them. And I'm not saying that we condone their behavior or embrace their excuses or that we allow sin to just be whatever people want it to be in their lives. I think greater love listens for the hurts in life, for the voids in their life, for the needs in their life, for the disappointments in their life. And I think it's always important to listen so that we understand others. And we need to understand others rather than seeking to be understood by others. And I think that listening to others gives us compassion for others. And then compassion allows our conversation to be grace-filled. I think that listening is an expression of greater love. Again, I'm not saying that we condone sin, but I'm saying that when we listen, we know how to respond. And we're able to respond with greater love. Another action step for opening your heart to lost is this. We need to pray for them. When we're faced with something that is so important, we're forced to pray, driven to pray because it's greater than us and requires God. Listen, your love for others will set the tone of your prayer for others. In talking about the lost, Paul says this, My heart's desire and prayer to God concerning them is for their salvation. Paul's number one priority was for them to be reconciled to God. See, prayer is important. It's essential. Prayer is what changes the hearts of people. When we pray, we're asking God to step in, to use us, to work through us even. Because this is something that we can't do in our own abilities. God's involvement is essential, so we have to invest time in prayer. God may be speaking to you about people in your life right now that are disconnected. Maybe it's family members, maybe it's friends, maybe it's somebody from work. I would encourage you to start praying for them. You can even pray that God would use you to reach them, to speak words of encouragement to them. When your heart is open with a greater love for the lost, there's going to be a greater expression of prayer for the lost. Another way that we have greater love for the lost is this. We're real with them. We don't come across as holier than thou. We don't act like we don't have any issues because we all know that we do. We're not perfect. And I think it's important that those that are disconnected from God don't believe that we think that we're perfect, that we have it all together. I think it's important that we're real with them. And one of the action steps that we can take in this and be real with them is this. Acknowledge our faults because we all have them. And I'm not talking about airing out all of our dirty laundry. But we all have issues and we all have mistakes that we've made in our lives that kept us from coming to Jesus. We all have mistakes currently in our lives that even limit our connection with Jesus. Are you willing to be real with the lost? Willing to be real with people that are disconnected from God? I think when we're willing to acknowledge our own faults, we become more relatable with others. I think they're willing to listen. Another action step that you can write down is this. We've got to acknowledge our struggles. Again, we all have them. What were the struggles that you've had with surrendering your life to Jesus? It's not just that you had struggles, it's that you continue to have struggles. What were the fears that you dealt with? What are the fears that you deal with now? What are the struggles that keep you from fully devoting your life to Christ? What are some of the baggage that maybe you had to let go when you surrendered your life to Christ? I know for me, one of the struggles 
early on when I gave my life to Christ was the struggle of losing my friends. I knew that my friends would not understand or support my decision to follow Jesus. And it was hard to be surrendered to Jesus when I was still seeking approval from my friends. And at some point, I had to let those friends go. That was a big struggle for me. Another action step of being real with them is this. We need to acknowledge our needs because we continue to have needs. Sometimes we forget why we personally need Jesus. I know this. I still have a sinful nature that needs to be surrendered to Jesus. I still have a heart that continually needs to be changed by Jesus. I know this, that our life before Christ should be part of our story of why we continue to need Christ. Because of this, without Jesus, I can become the person I used to be. But with Jesus, I'm a new creation and a new person. We all need Jesus every single day and every single moment of our lives. One last way that we have greater love for the lost is this. We include them. There's a great story in the New Testament about this point. Jesus has this conversation with a woman who was drawing water from a well and she's not a Jew. She was a Samaritan. And the problem with that is that Jews and Samaritans did not talk to each other. But Jesus is not a part of the culture. Jesus engages in a conversation. After Jesus has this conversation with her, the scripture says this. The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. I love that, that she left her conversation with Jesus to include others in a conversation with Jesus. When we have an experience with Jesus, we want to include others in that experience. So I think that one of the action steps and one of the ways that we can do this is this. We invite people to come and see. Simply put, just like the woman at the well did. See, greater love can be as simple as inviting others to church to come and see. Come and experience the Jesus that I know. Come and experience the Jesus that I experienced. It allows a conversation. You can even share things like what kept you out of church. What is it that was wrong in your thinking that kept you from church that when you went to church, you found out that was completely wrong? Come and see allows for a conversation. Another important action step is this, and that's Come and see also communicates come with me. In other words, we're inviting people to come with us in a growing relationship with Jesus. We're, we're not just inviting people to come with us to church, though that is really important. We're also inviting people to come with us in a growing relationship with Jesus. Because experiencing Jesus is not just a one-time event. It's a lifestyle that requires spiritual community. Other people that are willing to encourage us and pray with us, walk with us, help us to understand, come alongside of us. I want you to remember what our vision is, and it's this, to creatively love and lead people in a growing relationship with Jesus. And that means we can't do that without a greater love. We can't do that without a love that is different. We can't do that without a love that goes beyond, above and beyond. When we communicate, come with me, we're leading by example. We're inviting people to come to Connection Group with us. That means we have to be going to Connection Group ourselves. No dig intended. Maybe a little dig, but not a big a dig. I want to ask you a question. How many of you have somebody in your life who's a candidate for a life-altering experience with Jesus? I think we all know somebody. And that's the point. God has put people and family and friends in your life that are unique to you, that allow you to carry out his vision, his mission in this world. But it doesn't happen if we don't have a greater love 
for the lost. So two questions I just want to ask really quick. Two questions I think that are important to ask. And the first question is this. What is my personal expression of love for the lost currently? Right now, what is your expression of love for the lost? Do you have time with them? Do you make time for them? Do you spend time with them? Do you ignore them? I know for a lot of Christ followers, they don't know many people disconnected from God. They stop making intentional relationships or having intentional relationships with people because of the lack of camaraderie. What is your personal expression of love for the lost? Which leads us to the next question. What would greater love in you look like to the lost? What would greater love look like? Would your heart be open to others? Would you have time for others? Would you be praying for others? Would you be listening to others? Would you include others? The truth is, is that all of us could have a greater love. That's what we're asking for. We want to carry out the mission of Jesus. But in order to do that, we have to have the love of Jesus. We have to have a greater love. The lost have to mean just as much to us as they do to God. So I want to encourage you, be the church. I want to encourage you to have a greater love for those that are disconnected from God. I want to encourage you to allow your love to reflect the love of God. Listen, we know this, that God's love is greater than any love we've ever experienced. He looked past all of our sin, all of our faults, all of our failures, and he sent his son to die for us. And Jesus left the splendors of heaven to become one of us, that he could pay the penalty for all of us. If you don't have that relationship with Jesus, if you've not accepted what Jesus did in your life, this is the time to do it. And I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to allow God to be a part of your life, to invite him to be a part of your life. In fact, not just a part, but the center of your life, the purpose of your life. Let's pray together. Father, we love you so very much. And you see and hear each and every prayer, each person that's talking to you right now. And Father, those that uh, want to begin this relationship with you, I ask that you would step in and that you would not just wipe away the sin, not just give them the forgiveness that they need, that you would not just remove the guilt and the shame of sin, but Father, that you would restore in them a purpose and restore in them new life, your life. Father, I ask for all of us that you would help us today. Father, help us to have a greater love for those that are disconnected. Help us to stop looking at others with judgment. Father, help us to love them. Help our, help our love to be greater in the sense that we can listen, pray. Father, that we can come alongside and encourage. Father, I ask that you would give us a greater love that includes others, that's real with others, that invites others into a life and an experience and a lifestyle with you. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, again, I say this every week, but it's success and failures. You're going to stumble in this and you're going to miss opportunities. And it's okay not to consistently do it, but to be in the tension of, man, I could have stepped into that opportunity. God, help me to do that the next time. Just understand this, that the people in your life that are disconnected from God are not there by accident. God has you there on mission for a purpose. And he's going to provide opportunities because you're praying for them. I'm excited to hear you becoming the church and you being the church and having a greater love for the lost. Let me again remind all of you, if you're not in a small group, if you're not in a connection group, get into a small group because spiritual community is essential. It's necessary in the life that God calls us to. It's essential in this life that we need. Spiritual community 
gives us the support, the encouragement, the prayer, the people to do life with. And I just want to encourage you, if you're not in one, that you'd scan the QR code and allow the information there to direct you to connection group that would fit you. Also, I want to say thank you to all of you who give financially to the quest. Those of you that are faithful in this, I know I say it every week, but it's important that you understand that your financial gifts allow us to carry out the vision of the quest. Your financial gifts allow us to exist here in this format even. And I just want to thank you for that. And I want to ask you that you would just continue. I know that God is faithful and he's blessing you. And I also just want to say, we appreciate it and we recognize your sacrifice and we so thank you. If you're listening and you have a need in your life or maybe you need prayer in your life, scan the QR code. That QR code will allow you to connect with us and you can fill out a prayer request and we're able to get other people to be praying for you. We would love to do that. Just a reminder, partnership class, which is our membership class, is on February 19th. This coming Saturday, we have snow day. We'd love to see you. We'd love for you to participate. It's going to be a great, a lot of fun. All right. Thank you guys for being with us today and making us a part of your day. Hey, we love you so very much. We look forward to seeing you next week. We look forward to seeing you in person. Actually, if you can do that, just want to encourage you, make love greater in your life this week. God's best to you. Bye-bye.